This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. I hope uh, you guys are keeping yourself well. Uh, well, Corona is in the air and uh, that's on our minds as well, 24-7. And hence we decided to get the special episode of how to keep yourself sane in times of self-isolation. But before we get to the episode um, and our special guest today, uh, there are a few things I need to sort of just talk about it. Of course, everyone knows that we need to wash our hands, we need to stay at home. But one more thing is that sharing information, just make sure that the information that you're sharing is from a relevant and reliable source. Because information, wrong information can become a pandemic in itself. Alright, today I'm in conversation with Dr. Samir Parikh. Dr. Parikh was part of episode 6 of our podcast as well. You can check that out as well. Uh, he is the director for his National Mental Health Program. Uh, we here at Epilogue Media and Metaphysical Lab thought that this was the right time uh, to get an episode related to coronavirus and mental health because a lot of people are becoming anxious uh, the economic slowdown has worried everyone, all of us. And uh, we just thought, how can we keep ourselves sane in these times? Hi, Dr. Parikh. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. So how is it going there in Delhi? I think it's the same everywhere in the world. I mean, that's what a pandemic is. Everybody, I think, has similar reactions and everybody goes through similar anxieties. And yeah. like I've been saying that everybody needs to... Um, collectively bring their um, energies and commitments together. That's the only way to take this forward. I thought we should do this episode because I have myself been going through this crisis because everyone is talking about, you know, you know, of course you're aware about the film industry shutting down and advertising industry shutting down and the losses. And of course, Hollywood the same and every single industry is the same. Doctor, as a psychiatrist, uh, what do you think? How is this crisis, this pandemic going to affect the mental health of people? And then before you uh, I, uh, take this answer, I'll just uh, reflect on the first comment you made. And yes, a lot yes. of industries are uh, coming to a close. But this is where I really, really want to speak about the healthcare uh, industry. The community of healthcare, the doctors, every now and then keep getting a lot of flack, right? Yes. But I think it's quite remarkable to see what they are doing and uh, taking the cue from uh, Prime Minister Modi's uh, uh, conversation with all of us yesterday yes. where he talked about how the frontline healthcare workers are working and uh, you know he's asking all of us to thank them um, I, 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 I'm a psychiatrist working in a hospital so I'm clearly not the frontline but I can mm. see this around me mm. you know it's remarkable to mm. see the support staff the nursing staff those doctors who are every day knowing that they are vulnerable the fact that they are exposed more than anybody else coming in full time uh, not skipping an hour you know willing to work the extra hours and the way the healthcare industry is um, standing up to this is is remarkable and in all this uh, worries and anxieties and negativity and uh, some let's say even uh, pessimism that we may experience i think one uh, shining light is how the healthcare industry is really really standing up to this and i think all of us need to uh, when we come out of this phase and i'm sure we would we need to look back and see that the true heroes have been the frontline warriors Absolutely. Absolutely. Doctor. And um, coming to the uh, mental health aspect, look at mental health and let's split this in two parts. Mm. Part one, 
is the mental health which is happening right now mm-hmm. and the second part is let's say what happens when the entire pandemic is over so what's happening right now is that mm-hmm. we are all going through a form of existential anxiety because yes. we all know any one of us could have this yeah it the virus is not having any uh, gender biases it does not have any caste biases religion biases color biases any biases geographical biases nothing that yes so nobody can feel that i am safe because of abc reasons we are all equally vulnerable unless we all take care so obviously it brings a bit of anxiety because the worry that what if something happens to me uh what if something happens my family my mm-hmm. that's one aspect second mm-hmm. because obviously it is having an impact on the economy it's having an impact on various workforces mm-hmm. uh, so obviously the anxiety adds on that will my finances be fine uh, will my work be fine uh, if i take a financial hit will i be able to manage it so those kind of anxieties very much are there which is the present now when yes. you move forward with this let's look at a situation few months few weeks hopefully few days down the line when we are the pandemic is not there mm. then we would need to see that what were the overall repercussions repercussions in terms of health some people will lose their loved ones the impact of that that they'll go through the bereavement mm. Mm. the financial impact the work impact all of that also the people who would have gone through social quarantine to be able to uh come out of that get back to the normal life that's also going to require us to utilize our resilience our abilities to the best to be able to ensure that the mental health uh, impact is minimum so we need to look at the mental health from both sides immediate and in the long term sure so doctor when it comes to immediate mental health uh, like right now everyone is shut in their houses we are isolated we're not meeting anyone uh there is all, there are also the cases where you know there is a sudden you know people are living for days with each other which is also impacting the relationship because they're living in a house stuck in uh, under one roof uh of course there is financial thing so how can at this point uh you know where can their mental health get get uh, Im- impacted in terms of is it depression is it going to be anxiety and how can they tackle it at this very moment so yes uh, a lot a lot of aspects in your question i'll try and answer all of them i think anxiety is a natural reaction yeah. we all will feel anxious and we need to accept this anxiety now yeah. the thing is to channelize this anxiety correctly we can also let this anxiety um, become pathological for example if it makes me so anxious that i start hoarding stuff and yeah. i start keeping more essential items so on and so forth which is a pathological way of looking at anxiety because i'm looking at only myself not realizing mm. that this is a societal problem and if all of us are not equally protected merely protecting my own self is not going to be a solution i've been yes. saying this in the since the past few days to fight a pandemic individualism needs to be replaced by altruism Lovely. social social responsibility social collective approach is the solution you don't take care of your own self alone you become responsible mm. for the collective society Yes. that's that's one aspect mm-hmm. um i have been hearing this uh, from various people about uh would it impact relationship because people will stay together yeah you know i i'm a very very firm believer of support systems and relationships i think 
over the years our in investment in our relationships has taken a beating because of our um work work life balance because of a lot of changes that we've gone as individuals mm-hmm. but in my opinion our strength as a society as families essentially lies in our relationships so if um people just because they are spending more time together mm-hmm. if it is even remotely given people a thought that it may actually have a negative impact on the relationship mm-hmm. and i don't think there's anything more unfortunate and sadder mm-hmm. i'd much rather feel that if since let's say um you have a sibling or uh, you know your children or your parents your spouse your friends uh, mm-hmm. or people who are living in your home i mean you hardly are able to spend quality time Yes. I mean let it look at this from a different way you are actually getting quality time with your own people. Mm-hmm. You know how about that? I mean there is always a positive side and I'm um, I I believe that, that that's the one that approach that we need to have uh, even some of the uh, jokes the some of the um social media jokes that we sometimes crack almost trying to say that you know this togetherness will bring distances in our is a reflection of how unfortunately superficial our relationships have become that spending time is a problem yeah. it should have been reversed we should have been wanting to spend time with people yes and the other component of uh, being uh, in social isolation see first of all the way to deal with this anxiety is to realize that this is not a permanent thing it's not a longitudinal thing it's a cross sectional time bound short span that one is asking one's own self to do mm. let's say if there was any one of us who had let's say a chondis or a typhoid or let's say some some other illness which required you to do bed rest for let's say 15 days or 20 days mm. you would have done that mm. the only difference is right now you are otherwise fit and fine and mm. all you are being asked is that stay at home maintain social distancing this will go away right so we need to first of all understand it's for a short span in time and the more care we take the shorter this span would be and mm. in this phase listen to music watch some uh, television this is the time when social media can actually be used positively over the years i've been talking about the need to do digital detox for a change i am saying no go digital you know mm. you want to be connected you know use all your social media channels to be in touch with your friends people who are not around and you can use it positively send positive vibes positive messages positive energy send optimism remind them of our collective responsibility that's also one way to look at it and yeah. that's the way to deal this anxiety yeah that's a lovely point uh, doctor remind them of our collective approach towards the society but what about this entire bombardment of information that's out there everyone has a point of view and there is a figure that's coming out and like for example yesterday there was there's been a sudden rise of the virus 40% in US and everybody had their opinion about it of how it's going to impact India So doctor do you think this so much of information is also going to impact uh, the mental health of people and there is a certain amount of distancing that's needed I think really two I mean again two aspects I mean of yeah. course whenever information comes which makes you feel that there is an increase in the problem that you are facing you will feel more anxious that's mm-hmm. natural but mm-hmm. I think it's important is and this is the time where 
social media influencers were role models of the society where uh, people like you people in the media we need to also encourage people to ensure that you rely only on those sources which are validated the government information channels the medical advisories coming from authenticated medical channels i think that's something we need to tell people not the forwards that you read in social media not a person's opinion it doesn't matter that's not science right mm-hmm. in fact this is an opportunity to re understand the importance of media literacy we need to become more media literate in today's time we need to understand there is so much of information mm-hmm. but 90% or more is fake false incorrect yes yes so we need to also now start training ourselves to learn to filter information coming to us and not be conduits to spreading it message comes to you before you send it to somebody else see the source check for validity see whether it is scientific it's coming from a, a source which can actually speak about it right mm-hmm. and yes. that is this approach which is very important anxiety will happen but you mm-hmm. can channelize the anxiety positively mm-hmm. do things you like doing listen to music read write watch television you know invest into your own self do a bit of breathing relaxation exercises you know take this time you've all been working we all have been working so hard we don't even know how tired we have been right mm-hmm. so we i mean when i take workshops whether it's in schools teachers corporate sector everybody talks about how tired we are we don't get time there is no me time work life balance is poor burnout is happening so much now this is a time you are staying at home relax mm-hmm. doctor in the past few days has there been any cases that's come to you related to uh, the corona crisis which has led to anxiety or stress or depression or anything related to mental health so i don't think it will work like that also because uh, since all of us are discouraging people to actually come for routine uh evaluations unless it is really needed because right now we need to focus to combating in healthcare the uh, sheer volume mm-hmm. of uh, people who need to be screened um mm-hmm. in general whether mm-hmm. a person is having or not having a mental illness i think anxiety levels are high which is expected no nah. because you have a real fear that mm-hmm. you are experiencing there is data there is evidence you know it's there you know it's around the corner you know nobody is fully safe so obviously that anxiety is going to be there now whether it results into what kind of uh, impact on clinical depression clinical anxiety disorders um and any other related mental ailments in the future is something that only time will tell very difficult to be able to say that you know this is the kind of impact that one would have and i think rather than worrying about the impact what we need to do is how do we ensure that the present is well taken care of right now it is about ensuring your well being your family's well being extending it to your social responsibility and the society i mean how you see it is it starts from your own home you make sure that you take care of all medical advisories all hygiene all sanitizations 
you are aware about signs and symptoms you go to the doctor at the earliest if need be you maintain social distance if you are asked to do social isolation you do that so what you've done is you've taken care of your own home similarly in your locality all homes start taking care of themselves so that one locality becomes safe then all localities all of them start taking care you have a district which becomes safe a city which becomes safe and that's how a country becomes safe and then countries make other countries safe and the world becomes safe that's the way one needs to look at it absolutely that's that's true doctor but uh, you know just dwelling a bit a bit more into this in terms of post corona pandemic what happens post in terms of the anxiety and the stress levels do you think the mental health industry now suppose it's it's humongous people are like totally in these the next 3 months people are on the ground and they are they just don't know how to move further in life because a lot of things have been cracked up there what is the mental health industry ready to handle any su- any such crisis that comes with a lot of people you know coming to you with anxiety stress are we ready so it's the way you look at it um, mm. the mental health industry or the force in the mental health industry the number of experts in any case has been very low right yeah yeah i mean in our country there is several hundred percent shortage of experts in any case mm. so is those experts who are in any case insufficient in number if there is any increase of people seeking help is going to happen clearly they would not be able to manage it and that's always been the case i think the way to look at this is that once we are out of this we need to collectively both healthcare providers civil society government agencies media all of us need to then go on the next level which means getting people back on track to their lives and giving them basic support systems guidance resilience building and not just that for all solutions you need to go to an expert to try and create support systems at home in schools as teachers in colleges as professors at workplace as seniors and colleagues um you start looking at primary health centers equip our uh, physicians to be able to look at the basic aftermath so that only those people who require uh, significant help from an expert let's say uh, a more um, a men- a pure mental health experts that that that's the way to look at it but uh, to say that are we get up the country of the uh, entire world wasn't get up i mean were we get up for a pandemic like this how do you prepare yourself for something that is unpredictable yeah so it just needs to and we need to accept with humility this aspect that uh, we may have found solutions and we may feel that uh, we know it all and we've um, conquered this and conquered that the fact is we are human beings and there will be challenges and that's life and these challenges will bring a newer aspect in us so the way a virus mutates and is able to do something that it wasn't supposed to do similarly human beings mankind will also have to look at its own resilience its own skills to be able to raise the bar so that the next pandemic is better handled and hopefully never visits our world again absolutely definitely doctor that's a brilliant line challenges will bring newer aspects in our life um doctor i as a person as a individual person how can we in these times when we're totally isolated uh, you know help somebody like a senior citizen or somebody who can who has lost their daily jobs 
or singles who are living around facing uh, some mental health issue what can an individual person do so i'll again pick it uh, pick a few words from uh, what our prime minister said yesterday yeah. and uh, you know, re- i mean from, and i'm speaking now from the mental health uh, point of view so it's a responsibility so what can i do i can mm. keep talking to my friends and reminding them to take care i can make sure that the uh, the helping staff that i have both at my workplace and at my my home i take mm. care of them i mm. do not let them lose their financial security if mm. they are if i'm asking them not to come i do not let them incur any financial burden i take mm. care of that similarly if there are senior citizen around me who may not have the help i go ahead and extend it so that they don't have to go out and i help out i mean that's what a society is all about mm. right it's not about individualism this mm. is the time that we realize that see how interdependent we are yes it's, it was the society was never about individuals mm. the fact that any one of us could take the virus to each other and infect each other or each one of us can ensure that the virus doesn't go to each other both lie in our control yes and that's the interdependence of the society and the society and, and needs to stand up and right now i think the youth needs to stand up given the fact that most vulnerable are the senior citizens i think young people need to stand up and be very very responsible and you know uh, ensure that on their young strong shoulders they help the society move forward yes and doctor suppose in the middle of the night like you know friend of mine just called me like in the middle of the night saying like you know she is very anxious and she's like going through some trauma and she's feeling she was feeling breathless how can i help her in the middle of the night what can i tell her except the words is there she needs should i need to take her to a hospital for it two aspects to this yeah. if your friend is reaching out to you because he or she is struggling is scared or is yeah. um, worried about something yeah. give them a good patient calm empathetic hearing help them be able to have the safe space to be able to talk to you feel comfortable give them your optimism and your positivity tell them that they can call you anytime that we are all connected we'll work this out together don't let them feel alone that's why i said that this is the power of social media we for a large part in time use social media very very pathologically by spreading negativity maybe this is a time where we uh, spread true connections the true reason why social media was actually there the word social comes for social and not mm-hmm. for a social or anti social right mm-hmm. but um, but if your friend is showing any signs and symptoms which fall in the category where you are supposed to reach out to a doctor yes you get the doctor's advice both things are very important Mm-hmm. and suppose in this case uh, you know is it okay to like call a local doctor a, lo- a local clinic or where should we call in such situations yes absolutely you need to go to the local physician all physicians are very well qualified equipped to tell you what is the next step you don't need to rush to only one particular hospital and that's not how it works you know you should go to your local physician again picking up from what the prime minister said yesterday that we collectively also need to try and ensure that we don't overburden the healthcare because there is so much pressure on hospitals so we should also be able to uh, you know go to our gps our family physicians our local physicians and when they tell us that it's the next step then we take it and don't panic and overreact as well 
Sure. And doc, how can and how should, as a psychiatrist, what would we advise to the healthcare industry to take care of themselves? Because they're the ones that they're functioning 24-7 for us. It's quite something. I have been talking to my colleagues here. Um, I'd love to spend some time with them and, you know, help them go through some de-stressing. But the fact of the matter is they don't have the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right now, for uh, most of these are frontline doctors and nurses, even if you try, you know, they don't have the time to rest because they can't. If they'll rest, and who else is going to work? So, but you you be around them. You uh, have your channels open where they can talk to you. We are encouraging people at our organization to uh, reach out, talk. We are trying to keep them upbeat. Um, but the fact is that there is pressure and the pressure is there. And uh, But the other way to look at this is, you know, this is why you become a healthcare professional. I didn't become a healthcare professional um, to just sit at home and do the easy stuff. You know, you took the branch, you put so many years and, you know, this is your calling. This is the time we do it mm-hmm. and you take it positively. And yes, I hope that once this whole tide goes away, healthcare providers take a lot more care of the frontline doctors and nurses and um, paramedical staff and all the support staff that have that are and are putting so much effort and the true champions it's it's quite unbelievable uh, the amount of um, you know resilience that is in healthcare providers that they are actually going and doing what they are doing i mean compare it to the anxiety where, where people would think of hoarding and people would think of uh, laying off people and look at the contrast of healthcare providers where you know, the doctors, nurses and the support staff and everybody is round the clock there making sure that we uh, we know what is. Mm, absolutely. And doctor, any predictions for the coming times, the coming months, the coming days with relates to mental health and virus? I am an eternal optimist. <laughs> I believe I, I, I am a mental health professional. So, you, you know, <clears throat> optimism is, is, is optimism fade is something that one has to live with uh, to be able to uh, go through times. I believe that the world is putting in a lot of effort. Um, I think it's uh, remarkable to see uh, the effort also that people are putting. Surely during these times, there will be uh, some people who may not be able to do I take the best steps and that's that's a part of life but I think collectively a large part of the society is doing what they should be doing and there's a learning here and we should all take a lot of learnings once this is over and like I said we need to realize how interdependent we are how connected we are and that's what we need to focus upon our relationships our strengths our commitment to each other and the fact that individualism is not the answer to the society altruism is Thank you so much, Dr. Parikh. Thank you so much. Brilliant conversation. Brilliant thoughts you've put it out there. And I hope our audience really benefits out of it. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Time to thank the healthcare system. I don't know how many of us have actually thanked them. Uh, working 24-7 to get us back on track. Also a time to move from an individualistic approach to an altruistic approach. That's a great point. And as Dr. Parikh also pointed out that challenges are going to bring a fresher perspective to our existence and hopefully we're going to emerge as better, more resilient and different people.
This is Sujitha. I'm signing off for now. But find me on uh, social media. Connect to me. Talk to me. Tell me what you think about the whole corona thing. And tell me if it's panicking you, if it's making you anxious. Let me see if we can do something about it.